Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What is up, guys? In this training-specific episode of the podcast, I talk about the benefits between big compound movements, multi-joint movements, and um, isolation, single-joint movements. What are the pros? What are the cons? So if you want to know anything about that, make sure you tune in. Other than that, uh, I am on Instagram, and that's where you can submit these questions. That's where this person submitted this question. My Instagram handle handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit, so make sure you... Uh, Follow me there, follow the Instagram stories, and you will see a place to post a question or a topic uh, a couple times a week on my Instagram there. Other than that, check out Pullman Fitness for online coaching if you would like to have a coach um, walk walk with you uh, to your goals. That is PullmanFitness.com. Go to the Premier Coaching page. You can find out everything you need to know there as well as find an application for coaching. Um, In addition to that, on the website, we have a ton of other information, free information, Um, especially with the articles. So if you want to read some blogs on any sort of topic, you can search the topic in there and go ahead and get your read on. Once again, that's PullmanFitness.com. You can find those there. Other than that, uh, enjoy the show today, guys. Enjoy your drive. Enjoy your chores, whatever you got going on. Um, I hope that this this episode uh, informs you and makes your day a little bit more enjoyable. Love you all. Thanks so much for being here. All right, so the question of the day is from Michael, and Michael wants to know the benefits of big compound lifts versus isolation movements. So there are some pros and cons to both, just like most other things in life. There are uh, a few different things that I think are great when it comes to both big compound movements and isolation movements, and we'll talk about those today, but something I want to clear up before we get into that is I think they're both beneficial. I don't think that isolation is bad. Or, or compound is that much better and you should only have one or the other. I think it's very important to have both. And I'll get into um, why that is through these, excuse me, <laughs> through these uh, pros and cons here. So if you don't know, big compound lifts. So compound just means like multi-joint movements. So if you hear someone talk about a big lift or a compound lift or a big compound lift, that's a multi-joint movement. So that's going to be something like an overhead press, a barbell overhead press. Um, a barbell squat, a lunge, um, a deadlift, kind of. I mean, it's pretty much a multi-joint lift. Um, So big movements like that, the bench press, those are big multi-joint movements, any sort of pull-up, things like that. So if you're involving uh, more than one joint, it's a compound lift. So there are uh, many benefits to compound lifts, but a few of the most important ones that I think would benefit you guys are what I'm going to discuss today. Um, And one of the first ones is that it's just going to be the best for your strength. Using a a big multi-joint lift is going to um, enhance the way your central nervous system communicates with your body and enhance the way your central nervous system communicates with your muscle tissues. So your muscle tissue, your muscles are essentially these, my friend, my friend Chris says, muscles, muscle tissues are big, dumb animals that are told what to do by the nervous system. And that's pretty much true. So muscles do the work, but they can't do the work if they're not being commanded properly by the central nervous system. Okay, so your central nervous system is your communication base. That's gonna tell you what your muscles need to do 
in order to produce enough force, move the weight, weight properly, have proper mechanics, whatever it is. When it comes to strength, incorporating big compound movements and working on strength there is going to create a much bigger area for growth when it comes to your central nervous system firing and activating those muscle fibers in order to do the movement. So when it comes to overall strength, big compound lifts are going to be much better because they involve more joints, uh, they involve more muscle fibers, and it's gonna allow your central nervous system to better communicate and practice communicating and improve communication with um, your muscles. So big compound lifts, super important for strength. Not just in those movements, but strength in general. If you get really good at a deadlift um, or a barbell row, and you mostly a deadlift, but if you get really strong in a deadlift, go back to a cable row that's still compound but not as um, taxing, you will be so much stronger. If you get really good at weighted pull-ups and then you go to do a lat pull-down, you're going to be a lot stronger. If you increase your strength with weighted chin-ups where your palms are facing you and you go to do some bicep curls after a few months of that, you're going to be a lot stronger. So that strength from those big compound lifts are going to translate into other isolation and smaller compound exercises. So from a strength perspective, compound lifts are going to be king. They're going to be very important. Uh, a second pro of compound lifts, it's going to improve your, or they are going to improve the way your body moves. So you can get away with really bad mechanics doing a bicep curl with one dumbbell, a single arm bicep curl. But you can't get away with bad mechanics when you're doing a heavy barbell squat or any squat in general. You'll get hurt pretty quick. So having good foundational movements and technique and form in those big lifts is going to help you do other things properly and allow your body to communicate with other muscles in order to keep yourself stable and prevent you from injury. So getting good at lifts like that are going to help a ton. Excuse me. Um, what's what's the what was I on again? Oh yeah, uh, helping your body move. So, like I said, squats, deadlift, bench press. You're going to be a lot better um, at communicating. At your brain is going to be a lot better in communicating to your entire body and how muscles should work together in sync in order to make a certain movement happen. And that is going to pay off down the road. So coordination, balance, stability, big compound lifts are going to be king uh, there. Some other minor things that people might seem as uh, important, uh, but I don't really see them as major priorities, uh, but one of them is, is calorie burning. If you're doing a full body uh, compound movement, you're going to burn more calories than you would in isolation movement. So that's one thing as well. You have, you'll have a higher heart rate, which contributes to that. Um, another thing that I would say is very important for compound movements is the fact that you are stimulating, you're stimulating, <laughs> you're simulating real life movements. If you're doing a deadlift, I mean, how many times have you picked something up off the ground? Thousands, at least. If you get good at a deadlift, you're going to get good at picking things up in modern life and you're gonna pre prevent yourself from injury. Any sort of press movement, any sort of overhead movement with stability, any sort of squat movement, if you get really good at those lifts, your life is going to become a, it's gonna become so much easier, and you're not gonna feel as stiff, you're gonna feel more mobile, you're gonna be injured less often, and those are wins all around. Um, the other thing is that full body movements, or excuse me, big compound movements, will allow you to get a full body workout in in short amount of time. If you're someone that's crunched on time and um, 
You can only get compound lifts. That's a big plus. But I still think you can get a very effective workout in with isolation movements and compound movements and still get them done in plenty of time. So with that, let's go over into the isolation movements and the pros of that. So isolation, guys, it's going to be any sort of movement that really isolates a muscle. It's going to be a single joint movement like a barbell bicep curl. That is going to um, isolate your biceps. It's only going, only going to involve your biceps. And I know some people will say, oh, it's not true. Your, your, your anterior delt is involved with stabilizing your, your humerus, whatever. But the main muscle being used in that movement is going to be the bicep. So you can say whatever you want as, as far as other smaller muscles being used for stability. But the main muscle being contracted and lengthened in that movement is going to be the bicep. Uh, that curl, that isolation curl is going to involve just the bicep. Whereas if you do a, a chin up or a reverse grip pull up, whatever you want to call it, you're involving the bicep, you're invo involving your rear, del your rear delts, you're involving your mid back, your lats, you're involving a ton of different stuff. So that's a multi-joint movement where you're in involving multiple different things. But isolation movements isolate one single muscle group. Another example on the lower body would be a leg extension. Okay. If you do a leg extension where you, the bar is on your shins and you're extending your leg out to squeeze your quads, that's going to be an example of an exercise that isolates your quad. That's a single joint movement. Uh, a huge pro of isolation movements is that uh, they are going to allow you to, um, for the lack of a better, they're going to allow you to create a, a better mind-muscle connection with uh, those muscles. So... If you are doing a squat, I'll give you an example. It's going to be much harder for you to really focus on your quads um, taking over in a squat and getting a lot of activation out of your quads in a squat than it is to uh, focus on the activation and the contraction of your quads during a single leg extension or a uh, or, or a regular leg extension because in, the, in that situation, your quad is isolated, whereas in a squat, you're using your glutes, your ankles aren't involved, your quads aren't involved, your core is involved. There's a ton that's involved. Whereas in a leg extension, only thing that's involved is your quad. So getting a mind-muscle connection and really understanding what it's like to think about a muscle contracting and then feeling it contracting and being in total control and command of that is, is fundamental and is key because it's going to allow you to communicate with your body better and, and, and improve when it comes to reaching um, your, your goals and having effective workouts. So... Isolation movements are key when it comes to mind-muscle connections, and it helps you. They're going to help you target specific areas. This kind of speaks in the last thing I just said, but like I said, a chin-up um, targets multiple different muscle groups, whereas a, a barbell curl is going to involve just the biceps. So this can be good for, like I said, the mind-muscle connection or an imbalance as well. If you have one arm that is extremely stronger and more developed than the other, it might be more beneficial for you to do some. Uh, unilateral, so single-sided isolation movements in order to catch another muscle group up. Let's say you have one glute that is very inactive and you have another glute that's very active and one is larger than the other or in some, there's some sort of imbalance and you do a bunch of squats, chances are the active and stronger glute is going to take over and the inactive glute isn't going to do much. What this is going to do is cause growth in one leg and improvement in one leg and not in the other. So that's going to create some imbalance not only in the way your body looks, but in the way your body performs as well. Your hips are going to be off. It's going to be a whole chain, like a cascade of, of bad events that you don't want to happen. So if you want to catch up another side of your body, isolation movements can be great. Now, that doesn't mean you completely get rid of the other movements like the big compound lifts, but 
isolation movements would be great to incorporate uh, in that situation. So that is a, uh, a good place for isolation movements to come in play uh, as, as well as injury. Um, if you have an extreme injury, it might be a little better if you go lighter weight with an isolation movement to avoid a lot of strain on the joint, muscle, tendon, ligament, whatever it is. Um, so that's another place where isolation movements can um, become very beneficial. You can activate the muscle fibers there without commanding too much from your joints, especially if you go lighter weight and focus on the pump. So that's a benefit uh, there as well. So I think that it is extremely important to involve both in your lifting routine, in your training routine, no matter what your goal is. If you are a woman that is trying to get more toned and defined, you need to be doing big squats, big deadlifts, big bench press, big overhead press, big pull-ups. If you are a dude that wants to gain 20 pounds of muscle and doesn't really care how big you get, how fat you get, once again, squats, deadlifts, overhead press, bench press, some sort of pull-up. These movements are so fundamental, you guys have to have them in there. Now, like I said, it's also very important to have isolation movements. You'll create a better mind-muscle connection. You'll be able to uh, improve imbalances in your body as well. Having both of those there to complement each other is, is going to be key. If I can create a better mind-muscle connection with my biceps on a bicep curl because I've practiced them, that means I'm going to be able to do a chin-up and contract my biceps more than normal because I know how to fully contract and isolate those muscles in that movement because I've been practicing, excuse me, um, curls for so long. If I have been practicing uh, single leg glute, actually, let's just say glute bridges. If I've been practicing glute bridges and I've been really activating my glutes, feeling um, those muscles squeeze, contract, and stretch as I go down, and I have a great mind-muscle connection with them, I know how to mechanically move my body in order to um, activate those muscle fibers, that is going to translate to maybe more gains in your squat. In your squat, you might be able to, I just realized I went from I to you, but if you've been doing that, if you've been doing glute bridges and you go into a squat and you're more familiar with how your glutes work, you'll be able to activate your glutes a little bit more during a squat. Same thing with your quads, same thing with um, you know your chest in a bench press or your triceps in a dip, whatever it is, if you've practiced an isolation movement and really understand and feel your body and how it's working, you'll be able to take that into your compound lifts. And if you have improved your strength and your central nervous system adaptation in your big compound lifts, you'll be able to take that over to uh, your isolation movements in order to enhance those other aspects. So those are some main differences. Both are extremely important. I would have both of them in your routine. If you don't, you need to have them. Um, find a well-balanced uh, split and workout regimen that allows you to have both. You should be doing uh, big movements like pull-ups, uh, overhead press, bench press, squat, uh, deadlifts, anything like that. If you do not have those movements in your routine, you are, you're cutting yourself short of some major progress. So make sure those are in there uh, and, and a part of your daily routine. You don't need to do them every day, but at least you know one or two times a week. So make sure you're practicing those big movements. Involve some isolation movements to get an extra pump, an extra squeeze. Work on your mind-muscle connection. Whatever it is that you need to do, make sure you have both in there. Other than that, guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. If you have a question similar to this or completely different, uh, follow me on Instagram, Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can submit questions there uh, on my Instagram story, and I will answer those questions on the show. Um, so that's where you can do that. 
And then, like I said at the beginning, if you're interested in coaching, go ahead and go to PullmanFitness.com. Uh, and you can go to the coaching page there, find an application as well as information on online coaching, how it works, why it will benefit you, so on and so forth. So go check those things out, guys. I love you all so much. Thank you for being for being on the show. And uh, I hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll talk to you next time. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.